Welcome to Hearsay on the Air, episode 107. We love to make great products. Our mission is to make the world more open and connected. Google's mission is to organize Yahoo is about I'd like to let Macintosh speak for itself. Now, the research program that I was trying to describe more difficult inventions. I have a Around the clock, America's peace of mind. More than 20 years ago, the radio was learning. Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay on the Air. I'm your host, Victor Gaxiola. So here we are, it's summer of 2017, and I'm hoping that all of our listeners are enjoying their summertime, spending time with friends and family, and all of this leading up to the grand celebration, which is the 4th of July, which is one of my favorite holidays, coming up next week. Uh, So speaking of celebrations, we are very fortunate today to have two very special guests who are going to be joining me for an interview around a research report that was released a little bit earlier this month. It was a collaborative effort between Hearsay Systems and Moz uh, on a research report entitled The State of SEO, Search Engine Rankings for Wealth Management Firms. And to explore a little bit more about the details of the report, we have Dr. Peter Myers, who's the marketing scientist at Moz, joining our very own Greg Kroleski, who's our head of product as it relates to hearsay sites, to have a conversation about the key findings of the research report and how we explored who's winning when it comes to wealth management, when it comes to search engine optimization. So we do a little bit of a deeper dive in looking at the value of organic, local, and paid search, as well as the impact that mobile is having in this very particular space. So without further ado, here is my conversation with both Dr. Pete and Greg Koleski talking about search engine optimization in wealth management. So joining us today from Chicago, we have Dr. Peter Myers, who is the marketing scientist at Moz, and also joining us is Greg Koleski, who's the head of uh, product and hearsay sites at Hearsay Systems. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great. Why don't we start with uh, a little bit of introduction? So I know that I've got bios in front of me, but I always think that it's best if people go about and introducing themselves. So why don't we start with Dr. Pete? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm the uh, marketing scientist at Moz, which I realize is an unusual title. Uh, I have a, a strange background. I have a computer science and psychology background and a PhD in experimental psych. And mm-hmm. I finished grad school and went to work for a startup. So I've been back in the internet world for about 20 years. And uh, on the Moz side, Moz is a search software provider. Uh, We do organic search marketing management and local marketing management. Uh, And my role is a bit of a hybrid. I work across the data science and marketing teams. And so I do data-driven content. I essentially research and try to understand where Google is headed over the next couple of years and use that to inform our content and our product. Wow. 
That's great. And Greg, can you share with the uh, our audience a little bit more about the work that you do here at Hearsay Systems? Yeah, I'm basically just a big fan of Dr. Pete's, and so I'm here uh, <laughs> to tag along. Um, so I, I've been at Hearsay for a while. I think I'm actually now one of the few people that's made it onto uh, Hearsay On Air twice. This is my second um, appearance on the show. Um, over the last few years, I've been working on a Hearsay Sites product, um, which involves websites for advisors. Obviously, a big part of websites is showing up on in search engines. And so uh, we've been working closely with Moz over the last couple of years and some different integrations and the opportunity presented itself to do some research about what was happening. And I jumped on the opportunity to work with them. I've been in the SEO world um, for about a decade now, kind of on or off with various things and um, have always respected the work that's come out of Moz and Dr. Pete. And so the chance to collaborate was one that I was excited to be a part of. And that's exactly why we're on the program today is to talk about the collaboration that went into the creation of a very special white paper that we had co-created and looking at exactly who's winning when it comes to SEO in the wealth management firms. Um, and so I'm going to ask a question. I know it's fairly simplistic, but Dr. Pete, can you share with us, let's go through an SEO primer by sharing with our audience exactly when we say SEO, what are we talking about? Yeah, you know, I think people get caught up when we talk about SEO in the tactics and especially, you know, are we trying to uh, do anything shady? Are we trying to cheat? Are we, you know, what are we trying to do? So, you know, I think it helps to really, really, really simplify it and say that, you know, I think SEO is trying to make yourself more findable in search results. So there are things you have to do to be found in Google, to structure your data, to get linked to, to get mentioned, uh, like any form of marketing. I mean, things you have to do to be discovered. And so SEO is about the mechanics of that. And I think there, the trick these days is there was a time when search engine results just meant those, what we call those 10 blue links, you know, those pure organic results that click through to somebody's site. And now we have a much more diverse ecosystem. You know, we have ads, of course. Ads can be not just AdWords ads, but might be paid shopping. There might be niche offerings. We have local results that now come in the form of that three-pack. So you get that box. It's very prominent. And that's targeting to your location, especially on something like mobile. You know, your location is always there. It used to be that you might have to type in Pizza Chicago. Well, now if I'm searching from home and I'm on my phone, everything is going to be local. And of mm -hmm. course, we have knowledge graph and all that. And so it, it's become much more diverse in terms of what are we actually trying to target and where are we trying to be found? Uh, mm -hmm. But search marketing in the broad sense is just all about how do we get there and how do we get found by the people that hopefully are that we're relevant to. Yeah. And, and obviously the value and the importance of this is because we find that more and more individuals, when it comes to searching for specific products or services are going online first uh, to do the research, to do this. And this is really which underscores the value and the importance of, of SEO. Uh, so as it relates to this research, what were we searching for? Yeah, so we wanted to look at uh, financial advisory and wealth management keywords and just do really an exploratory study of across a handful of keywords and in this case, thousands of locations, about 5,000 cities, who was doing the best and who was doing the best, not just in organic, but in local and paid. And what were the differences between those? You know, who was really being effective in search and were there radical differences between the people who were doing really great in organic and the people who were doing really great in local. Uh, and especially because for 
sort of brick and mortar financial services like financial planning, there's still a strong local component. You know, I still would like to meet my, I have a tax advisor, for example, he's someone local. I like to go to his office and talk to him and work things out and meet with him. And so even though people are migrating to some online financial services, it still tends to be a market where we want to find somebody near us. We're going to go do the research online and look for them, but we're still hoping to have that person we can talk to directly. So Mm -hmm. who's, you know, who's achieving that right now? And Victor, if you're new to the world of SEO, you might think, wow, why is that so difficult to figure out who's winning? Can't I just type in something into Google and see who shows up on top and they're winning? But the thing about it is, um, you know, it's much more complex and personalized the way search engines work today than it was years ago. And what that means is you searching for something can be different than another what another person's going to get in a different city or even on the other side of the city you're in. Um, and so to understand really across the whole country, what firm has the most financial advisors um, showing up in search results really takes a lot of different work. And so in order to get this data, like Dr. Pete mentioned, we had to come across five keywords that we saw were getting a lot of search volume and look at 5,000 different cities and combine all that data and weight it properly to figure out actually who was winning. Um, and so even to get to that answer is a, a thing that's complex enough that your average marketer working for one firm wasn't able to just do on their own and figure out, which is why we saw a great opportunity as you know providers of software and tools for the industry to hop in and sort of come up with an answer to this question. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to SEO, I mean, we often hear the terms paid search, local search, organic search. Um, and for those of us obviously who are involved in the industry, these things can be second nature. But can you provide maybe a little bit of a definition of the differences between the three? Yeah, sure. So we would actually consider organic and local to both be organic, which is confusing, <laughs> but uh, paid paid is exactly what it is, is advertising. So you're paying most of the time for clicks and you're using the AdWords system or using the, the shopping system, which is part of AdWords, and you're targeting very specific keywords and paying a certain amount of money, usually in an auction format. So that is pure advertising you're paying for those listings. Organic, you are trying to rank in those links on the left-hand side on desktop where you want to be the most relevant cited resource. So we sometimes in the past have called that free search results. I think that's a really bad word to use because those free search results can cost you hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to place in, depending on how competitive the keyword is, and they can take a lot of time and money. Uh, but they are organic in the sense that you are not paying for them directly. Uh, Local are organic in the sense that you don't pay for them, but Google is using a different set of what we call ranking factors. So with local, they might look at how close are you to that location or are you citing your address and your location in your site? And is it consistent? And are they able to put together these cues that basically say, yes, this person is actually relevant to this location and not just to this keyword. And so, you know, that brings in a little different set of factors and it's a little different set of expertise. And there are definitely local SEO people that that's all they do. Uh, But we still consider it organic in a sense that anyone who is relevant and is willing to put in the time can potentially rank in local results and pack results. 
So I know that there's been some additional research that shared that uh, as it relates to search, that more and more people are actually using their smartphone or tablet device to initiate that search as opposed to using their desktop or the laptop. And I'm curious, Dr. Pete, how has that affected SEO overall? Uh, yeah, it certainly pushed us a little bit towards local. Uh, it used to be that with desktop searches, you might give Google location information or any search engine really. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might not, they might have to look it up by your, your IP address, you know, essentially trying to figure out where your internet connection was localized to, which is pretty, uh, pretty iffy even these days. So now that we've done a big shift to mobile, and it is significant, Google says about half of searches, I think they've crossed the halfway point at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that device is location aware all the time, unless you've shut that off and almost none of us have. So, you know, they're really factoring that information in. And it's interesting that not only do we see more local pack results popping up, but we actually see localization in classic organic results. So, you know, you will see things that are more targeted to your area if that's relevant. You know, if you're looking for a business, if you're looking to order a pizza or even for a Home Depot or something like that or a service provider in any area, whether it's a plumber or financial services, you're probably looking with local intent. And so Google has ramped up local intent in a lot of ways in recognition of the shift to mobile. So we spoke a little bit about the research methodology and the research that conducted over the course of about five days with five keywords on the search over 5,000 cities. And so we've got all this data. And so I'm curious to find out what were some of the key results of this study? So one of the first things we were looking at uh, was the question that started all this, who is winning search in the wealth management space? And uh, what we found is there were some clear winners, though it was different as you looked across organic, local, and paid search. Hmm. So Edward Jones was one firm that stood out. Um, they did very well in organic and local search. Um, you know, in local search, they were actually sort of uh, head and shoulders above everyone else um, in that field. Um, as you started to combine all three of the forms of search, you saw that some people had a different strategy though. Some companies relied on paid more than others. Um, and so some of the firms that made up the top results also included Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo Advisors, um, and Fidelity. Um, so you know, large players in this space that everyone's familiar with. Um, what was really interesting to see is that they all took a sort of different approach to how they were getting their traffic from search engines, combining those three basic strategies. Well, I'm not too surprised about Edwards Jones listings as far as uh, their results are coming up so high because they are very much, it's almost based on their business model, which is to have a single financial advisor consultant in a local market. And then almost from a territory standpoint, that they really wouldn't have multiple Edward Jones advisors in any one local locality. And this is something that's fairly unique to their business model. So it wasn't too much of a surprise to see how well they were doing when it comes to search engine optimization. Yeah, it was interesting. And if you look at the local results, uh, Edward Jones had thousands, I think it was something like 7,000 different web addresses, different URLs ranking in local results. So you know, they were clearly creating individual pages for providers that were highly localized and really taking what we call that hyper-local approach. Uh, you know, where, where some people were just ranking on one or two pieces of content, yet they were really all in on hyper-local. Right. And, you know, when it comes to doing any sort of research, I think as you go about asking the questions and such, occasionally there's a couple of surprises that may pop up. Was there any surprises in this research? 
Yeah, there was a much bigger gap between organic and local than I personally expected. A couple of the players, uh, we talked about Edward Jones, they came in about fifth in our organic. Uh, but the organic side was really dominated by the informational and news sites, you know, Investopedia, Wall Street Journal, U.S. News and World Report, uh, even Wikipedia, who unfortunately dominates everything. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much always there, so we don't always point that out. Uh, but, you know, that was really, really information focused. And in fact, in one keyword case, uh, financial consultant, it was very different from something like financial advisor because Google was interpreting that intent as being people looking for a financial consulting job. You know, some monster Glassdoor, Robert Half were all doing really well in organic who weren't ranking in any of the other keywords. So, you know, it's interesting because intent is really, really important. And as a provider in the industry, you may have to look at that and go, you know what, we call ourselves financial consultants, but it doesn't really matter what we think from a search marketing perspective. It matters what Google thinks. And so maybe that's not the place we want to compete or maybe we have to figure out uh, what we really need to try to rank on. And then in local, a complete shift to those big brick and mortar players, because of course we saw some smaller newcomers, uh, you know, people like nerd wallet and organic that were nowhere to be found in local because of course you have to have a location. You have to have that physical presence. Uh, and so I don't think it was shocking that those brick and mortar stores, brick and mortar locations dominated local. But I think it is interesting to say, hey, this, this is really your bread and butter. If you have those individual advisors, if you have those individual locations across the country where it's going to be a lot harder to compete against, say, Wall Street Journal for your pure organic results. And my takeaway with it seems to be that you almost need a combination of these different methods, both organic, local and paid. Um, across the board in order for you to get the most effective uh, opportunity to get the most eyeballs, I suppose. Yeah, if you really want solid traffic coverage, I mean, clicks are going to all three of these things. Uh, and so if you really want your brand out there, I think you have to look across these. And you can't, I, I think it's interesting to note that almost, I think actually every search we did, so there was roughly 25,000 had ads and many, many of them had a full set of seven ads, four at the top now and three at the bottom. Uh, that's where we've been at for the last year or so with AdWords. And so, you know, four ads at the top is a dominant position and organic and local still do very well. Ads don't get a ton of clicks, but that's, that's a much different competitive environment than a single ad at the top. You know, that, that really is a dominant competitive ad market. And so I don't, if you're a big player and you have the budget, I don't think you can ignore that. I don't think you can look at any one piece and say, hey, we're doing great here. We're done. Uh, you're leaving a lot on the table. One of the things that was really surprising to me was as you looked at those organic results, um, all these sort of informational sites that were coming up, especially you know sites that were basically just explaining what is a financial advisor or how to decide a financial advisor. There were a couple of articles um, you know, that Dr. Pete mentioned from the Wall Street Journal or uh, you know, US News, Wikipedia, that were showing up in the top spots across you know, all or most of those 5,000 cities. Um, whereas you know, for an individual financial advisor, they might just show up in their city or you know, the, the area immediately surrounding it. And then the next city over, it's gonna be a different financial advisor. Um, what's interesting is that's not the way that search works for all terms. If you're to search in Google something like pizza right now, your results are mostly going to be a list of pizza places. You aren't going to have an article on what is pizza or the history of pizza. 
Um, even within the financial services space, if you search insurance agent, you will most likely get a list of insurance agents near you or maybe a comparison site that has you know, within it another list um, of insurance agents near you. But the term wealth advisor um, and the other terms we looked at were really calling up a lot of these articles, just kind of defining the industry or what it was or, or how to go about it. And so that, that could be a little bit chicken and egg. It could be that searchers aren't familiar with this term. And so they tend to be clicking on that type of article. And Google sees that and says, hey, there's intent there to learn information. So we're going to surface these. It could also be that um, there just hasn't been enough investment um, you know, in the, the local sites. And so they're not uh, outranking these sort of informational articles. And it could be that there's just a decision somewhere uh, that you need to blend the intent and have a little bit of local results along with um, some of these information articles. But that was one thing that I didn't expect going into the beginning of this. And as mm -hmm. the results came back, it was, you know, just a, uh, it, it caused me to think of it. And I don't know that I have the full answer to it, but um, quite a surprise as we began looking at the data. Yeah, this is something that's, that's complicated, but has evolved a lot in the last few years in search. You know, it used to be that you typed in a word or a phrase and Google just sort of looked for that on the page. I mean, that, even pre-Google, you know, that's kind of the basic search engine uh, methodology. Let's just go see if that word is mentioned. And of course, that can be gamed and such. Uh, but Google has gotten a lot more sophisticated when it comes to intent. And I give an example. Uh, if you type blenders, you tend to get shopping results, you know, the actual product. I want to buy a blender. If you type in blender, you get the blender foundation, which is a open source 3D graphics organization. <laughs> and if you type in blended, you get the Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> and the search results are dominant. And so, you know, it really, if you sell blenders, you really have to understand that these are three completely different intent spaces for Google. And, you know, like you were just saying, it's, it's really complicated in the sense that this isn't some database where Google looks and says, oh, financial consultant equals a job search. This is something they're determining on the fly via sophisticated algorithms and even machine learning based on what people are doing. So they're surfacing these sites like monster.com and saying, hey, this is a pretty good match. And then if people are clicking on it and if people seem to be engaging with it, okay, well, that's that's probably what they meant, but there's no reason that that can't change over time. And the fact that Edward Jones snuck into that number five space for organic, you know, when you think about it, even though they're in number five, they're the only financial player in that top five that isn't a, a news or information source. And so they have a massive advantage there because they've invested in that. And so they can't actually shift that intent over time. But, you know, that, I think that's a question of, if you have the money and the time and the effort to push that intent and to brand it, you know, really uh, the way I would say this may sound manipulative, but the way I think of it is that, you know, Google wants to model the real world. And so if your brand and your brand messaging is strong in the real world, that will be reflected in search. And so the money you spend and the message you put out there and the way you shape these terms in the way everyone uses them every day actually changes the character of search over time. Mm -hmm. And it kind, of, it kind of goes back to really trying to understand exactly that how someone is going to search, you know, and then trying to decipher or interpret what that intent could be a real challenge. Uh, I think for, for folks that try to sit there, um, and saying, is this person just want a definition or are they actually looking for something, um, to try to understand exactly what that intent is when it comes to going to the search engine and, uh, typing in a few keywords. 
Um, Dr. Pete, I know that this study obviously was focused on the wealth management space. And just kind of curious, how does SEO for wealth management different than some of the other verticals that you've analyzed in the past? Yeah, it really can vary wildly these days. I think a couple things uh, Greg had mentioned that was interesting to me, too, was the idea that the local, the localized uh, organic results, sorry, weren't really as prevalent here. You know, we saw a lot of informational results where if you do some search something like pizza, you tend to see local results even in organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing a shift in that direction, and especially things like hotels and restaurants and such as that. So that's something you could see change over the next couple of years in financial services is that Google starts to focus more and more of that organic space on locally relevant listings and on people with local presences, even though we don't call that a local result. And so we've seen that in some industries where intent has shifted over time. And it looks like in this industry, that's still not quite there. And, you know, I think that can be shaped by the market. If if there are more and more players that are online only, then they may start to shift how results are localized. And so that's going to change as the market evolves. And so, and we're seeing more of that. We're seeing more where instead of this kind of core search algorithm that does the same thing in every industry, that algorithm is learning around how the industry operates. Hmm. And so if the industry is primarily local, then they might make that shift over time. Uh, whereas that's never going to happen in, in other industries. Uh, I think the other thing that was interesting is we've seen industries where the hyperlocal approach doesn't always work that well. And clearly it, at least in terms of correlation and the anecdotes that we saw, it seems to be very effective for this right now. You know, Google is really looking for individual hyper-localized service providers and they're rewarding that. And so right now that's something that's pretty powerful in the space. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that over the last two or three years, every vertical we dive into is a little different. Hmm. That's all very interesting. So based on the findings what should financial services companies do to be much more effective when it comes to SEO? You know, we got into some pretty advanced stuff there for a minute, talking about search intent and, and how that's changing over time. You know, that that's almost uh, master's level courses on, on what to be doing. But at the end of the day, as we looked at what's happening in the industry, there are still some people that aren't doing the freshman level um, you know, coursework. Uh, it's important that every firm, that every financial advisor has a digital presence. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't win the race. You can't even place if you don't show up on race day. Mm-hmm. And, and as we looked, there are some firms that are very large firms that are just choosing not to play in the digital world. And uh, whatever the reasons may be, they're missing out on opportunities to be in front of consumers, especially younger consumers, you know, millennials, um, you know, research is showing that 70% of millennials use search engine for research, 15% of which are now doing all their financial research online. And more and more wealth is going to be transferring to those millennials. So one of the big actions is, is make sure you're there. Make sure every financial advisor has a website, has their name, address, phone number consistent, has a Google My Business and other online listings um, so that they can show up in these searches and sort of establish that digital footprint in the same way you would want a brick and mortar footprint for a a world that's, um, you know, physical, um, you need the online equivalent in that in a world that is more and more digital where everyone has smartphones and is searching for things, wants to see reviews before they make decisions. And so that's one of the big conclusions we had is that you need to make sure you're doing that 
as a foundation, and then you can go beyond that. And one thing I'd also say is I, I don't think that the big players and even the medium-sized players should be afraid to invest in content. I think we tend to take an all-or-none approach of we're a brick-and-mortar player. We want to get people to our individual advisors at the buy phase. And if you do that, you're missing all these people at the research phase. So, yeah, it's true that obviously Wall Street Journal and Wikipedia, they're dominant, dominant players. They have a ton of authority. That's really important in search. But there's no reason that some of the big financial players couldn't put informational content out there that's solid, attract people to that, and enter that trust. And I, I think we undervalue that. Uh, I'm not saying they should just write a blog and, and throw things, five pieces out there every day. But I think if they can really focus on that, those core questions that people, especially young people, are asking about their investments, about what they should do with their money, about how they should be planning, uh, you know, those are the people that are going to read that content and then develop trust and come back to you. You know, if I read that on Wall Street Journal, I'm still going to have to do my research to find a provider. But, you know, if I read that on Merrill Lynch or on some other site, I'm going to come back to them. You know, I'm going to say, hey, I trust them. And so I think we shouldn't separate that, that there's, there's not just organic and local and paid. And these are three completely different things. The fact that you appear in one or that someone found you in one influences how they engage in the other two spaces and how they click on things later, even your ad. The fact that they know of you and heard about you on TV makes them more likely to click your ad. And so we can't separate these things cleanly. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that the world of SEO, like many things in digital technology, continues to evolve and change, um, Dr. Pete, what are some of the trends or changes in the world of SEO that financial services companies should really be paying particular attention to? I think anything related to mobile. You know, people still are, are not designing mobile-friendly sites. That's really critical when you're in a local space. I know people don't think in terms of, yes, I'm not going to get off the subway go on my phone and find a financial advisor. <laughs> you know? And so people tend to dismiss it. But I still do that initial research on the phone. Uh, it's really important when you're in the local space, you're going to be more findable if you're brick and mortar locally. And so they have to have that mobile friendly presence that's going to be rewarded more and more. Uh, and I think they have to think in terms of that, that mobile modality. And as we get into voice, that's even going to get more interesting because we're going to see mobile style results in things like our cars, you know, so localization is going to matter a lot. Great. And Greg, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, you know, I think we've covered a lot of the bases. I think um, the white paper includes, you know, some more action steps, some more information in the charts, highlighting some of the details. So, you know, podcast format is great great for a conversation, but I encourage everyone to check out the white paper to actually look at, you know, the data, see the references and, and dig in a little bit more. Um, you know, we pulled together a lot of data here. We answered a few of the questions we had. And of course, we came up with some new questions along the way. And, um, you know, we have more questions that we hope to answer in the future. So we hope this content is engaging. We'd love to hear back from people as they process it and see what they're doing. And, you know, this is an ongoing uh, evolution, just as the way people use search engines change, the way search engines work change. Um, you know, a year from now, there might be new things. We might have to come do another research paper, another podcast and talk about what's changed in the last year. Um, and so we'd love to keep that conversation going um, and hear from everyone as they process uh, what we've been able to find so far. And I will, as I said earlier, include a link uh, so you can get your hands on the research report as well as some of the blog posts 
that uh, we wrote to accompany the actual research report with some of the top level findings. Uh, but on behalf of everyone at Hearsay Systems, I want to thank uh, Dr. Pete and Maz uh, for the collaboration in this research-based study, uh, which really provided some very interesting data points and also for being part of today's show. Uh, before I let you go, Dr. Pete, can you share with us a little bit more about if people are interested in learning more about Moz or you uh, and your organization, what would be the best resource for them to find that information? Uh, yeah, we're just at mozmoz.com on the web. Uh, we have some, if you search for the beginner's guide for SEO, we have a great resource there, but feel free to dig around the site in our blog. We promote content pretty actively. And then uh, best place to find me is probably on Twitter. I'm just at Dr. Pete, it's DR underscore Pete. And I'm uh, unfortunately very active, so proceed at your own risk. <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast here at Hearsay on the Air. We were talking about search engine optimization and the research of a joint study that was recently released here uh, in the month of June. And we hope you'll take a look at it. And like I said, we'll make it available through our podcast, podcast notes, as well as the blog post that accompanies this uh, podcast. So thank you, Dr. Pete. And thank you, Greg, for joining us today. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. So that was my interview with uh, Dr. Peter Myers of Moz, as well as Greg Koleski, who joined us to talk about the key findings and results of our research report that we collaborated in earlier, uh, taking a look at how search engine optimization is impacted based on paid, organic, or local search. And so hopefully you uh, found something new, you learned something from this conversation that goes a little bit deeper than the executive report that was shared. And of course, we'll make this available to all our listeners. Just follow the links on the podcast notes. A couple of things, you know, we've talked in the past uh, that a large percent of people, actually 57% of a purchase decision, has already been made via search engines and other online sources before a prospect even engages with a company representative. So this underscores why it's so important to have good search engine optimization uh, because you put yourselves in the minds of the consumers that are searching for a local product or a specific service or the need for professional services from an individual and how they will start that journey by going to Google or going to Bing or their preferred search engine, usually it's Google, and whether they're doing that through their mobile device, their laptop computer, or their desktop computer, that's how it gets started, which is why having a presence, as Greg mentioned at the tail end of the interview, is so, so important. Um, a couple other statistics that uh, Greg shared is that you know 90%, so going back to Google, 90% of all searches begin with Google, and that 70% of millennials use search engines for research. And 15% of 18 to 34-year-olds are turning directly to search engines for financial advice. So if you are a large or even small organization in the financial services space and you have not defined a specific search engine optimization strategy, this is a good place to start. So although the uh, podcast went pretty deep in some of this subject matter, it certainly is just scratching the surface on the amount of information that continues to evolve when it comes to search engine optimization and the way the different search engines will prioritize uh, placements. And of course, you know, the unknowns as it relates to intent. 
on how individuals will actually be using specific keywords when it comes to searching for particular products and services. So this is the kind of insight we hope to be doing more of. And I really want to congratulate and also thank uh, Dr. Pete Myers of Moz and also our very own Greg Koleski and the folks at Hearsay that collaborated co together in the development of this research report, which has certainly uh, opened our eyes on to which of the organizations out in this marketplace and very specifically within financial services are doing such a great job of really connecting and leveraging you know, technology to bring attention to themselves, to their brand, to their local agents and advisors. So once again, uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or would like to learn more, I highly recommend that you take a look at the research report, come back, take a look at the information that we have available on how we are using hearsay sites to empower the financial services industry with search engine optimization built in to the actual system. So if you want to learn more about that, you can find that at Hearsay Systems under product. Look for Hearsay Sites. I'll create a, a link also on this podcast to take you directly there. Um, but on behalf of everyone here at Hearsay Systems, I want to thank you for listening. And like I mentioned in the past, if you have feedback, questions, or comments, please use Twitter using hashtag HSOnAir, or you can send me an email at onair at hearsaycorp.com be more than happy to answer that. And of course, we'll include the links and information for uh, Dr. Pete and the uh, the folks at Moz. So once again, this is Victor Gaxiola, the host of Hearsay on the Air. And I want to wish everyone a very happy summer. And we hope you enjoy the festivities during the 4th of July. Take care. We'll see you soon. This has been a Hearsay Social production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears, for we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl, cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed, and follow us on Twitter 